Okay, so we're doing Paragimel now. We're holding Paragimel. Now, Tereb and Paragimel now begins to discuss the makeup of the Nefesh Halekis. So we sp- spoke about in chapters 1 and 2 that there's two Nefoshis, or two Nishamais, two Nishamais, which are called two Nefoshis, one that comes from Klippa, one that comes from Kedusha. The, the one that comes from Klippa is known as the Nefesh Bahamas. The ones that come from Klippa, from Kedusha, is known as the Nefesh Halekis. And we explained that the one that comes from Nefesh Alekis is a Chelek Alekam Imam Mamish. So the Alter Rebbe in chapters 3 is going to deal with how the makeup of the Nefesh Alekis. And in chapter 4, he's going to discuss the makeup of the Nefesh Bahamas. To understand the makeup of the Nefesh Alekis, we have to understand a little bit about, a little bit about the concept of spheres. So we touched upon the concept of spheres in previous classes. We'll just talk about it a little bit more now. And um, and uh, I bring it together. So generally speaking, we have we know that there's ten spheres. There's the fact that there's Chochma Bina Das Chesed Bort Tferes Netzachod Yisoyed Malchus. It's known as Chabad Chagas Nehim or Nehim Netzachod Yisoyed Malchus. So there's that's the way it's broken up. So now in in Chochma Bina Das, this is usually understood as the three intellectual levels or faculties. In the spheres, when we speak about spheres, so what is a sphera? When we speak about spheres, what is a sphera? So we mentioned this idea in an earlier class, the concept of a sphera is the way God's infinite light merges with the vessel. Okay, so a sphera is a combination of the Or Hashem, with the light of God, merging with the Kaili, with the vessel, and through that, through that fusion, so to speak, there creates the ability that there could be a creation. In other words, like this, before the fusion of Urs Bekelin, before the fusion of lights, of the infinite light of God, if we would just have the infinite light of God, there would be no creation, there would be no existence of a creation. A creation means that there's something that has a sense of self-independent of God. That's how we're going to define creation. Something that exists with a sense of self. That's, that's the... That's the, that's the, that's the, that's the idea. Uh, also yes. No they do have necess- They do have a sense of self. So that's the whole idea. That's a big discussion. At what point do they lose their sense of self? But they have a sense of self. I thought that's the whole difference about the creation of this world. That what? That we. In biyah, there's a, a feeling of a yesh. In biyah, there's a feeling of of, so of that you whole, exist. What's the whole thing about Sagani? We have to say that the proof is for this world in and of itself. No, no, the fact that we feel our existence completely disconnected from God as a mitzvah with neyatzma, but not that we don't, not that the angels don't feel that they have their own existence. That they can't do anything besides. That doesn't, that's not the point. But they sense, they feel, there's a certain feeling of existence that could be independent. Their existence is bottled to God. They don't have necessarily a purpose, they don't necessarily have a purpose beyond God. Or, or independent of God, but at the same time, they're not, they don't necessarily have, they're not robotic in that sense, right? They're not robotic. Um, the idea of biyah, the idea of any creation in biyah is yesh, is that, there's a, that, that they have a mitzvah of existence. They identify themselves as existing. That's the whole idea of a yesh, right? The fact that we're in this physical world are created in a way, as Altarev says in chapter, in, in, in letter 20, that we're created in a way that, that we sense that we have absolutely nothing that preceded us, that we don't sense our source, 
That's the Chiddush of Gashmius. That Gashmius is something that doesn't even sense that it comes, like we don't sense that we come from our parents. But an angel, Malachim and Neshamas themselves, even Neshamas sense that they come from a higher source, right? But that doesn't take away from their feeling of yesh. It doesn't take away from their feeling of yesh. They still feel like they have an independent existence. They can never do something Not necessarily. That's not necessarily true. Angels may have, the question is whether angels could ever disobey. I mean, you find the famous, uh, you, fa- you find that it says that angels did disobey God. So how do you make sense of that, right? So it, that's a topic that's not really for here. That's a topic that's bachlal. There's a mimer of the Alter Rebbe, one of the mimer Tsarm. Alter Rebbe deals with that topic. Am I just locking that door? Um, so, so when we're dealing, when we're dealing with, when we're dealing with, um, when we're dealing with, uh, um, yeah. When we're dealing, when we're dealing with, um, the, so when we're dealing with the spheres, so what's the concept of the sphere? The concept of the spheres are that you have that you have the light merging into the vessel. You have the fusion of light into vessel. You have the fusion of the infinite being now restrained to some extent by a vessel creating something that has the ability to create a yesh. That's the whole idea of Urs merging into Caleb. So in Chassidus it talks about that there was, there was, there was a, 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 a trial run, so to speak, that God went through to create this process, which are known as the worlds of Toyu. And in the worlds of Toyu there are generally three worlds of Toyu, Akudim, Nikudim, and Brudim, right? These three worlds were so to speak, practice runs of trying to get a fusion between Urus and Kalim, and they all didn't work out, so to speak. Urus were too powerful, and therefore they weren't able to mesh with the Kali. We're not going to get into this too much. The first place where Urus was able to mesh with Kalim began with the world of Tikkun, which is primarily the world of Atsilus. In the world of Atsilus, there was the ability for the Ur to match up with the Kali. And that's why... What? Obviously, God could figure it out. It was just that God wants this process. God wants it to be a Toyu energy, and God wants it to be a Tikkun energy. So, in the terms of description, we're describing it as if the Toyu energy, at the times, the times of the Toyu energy, um, is 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 seen as being not able to have the Ur meshing with the Kali versus the Tikkun energy is where the Ur could mesh with the Kali. So in order for there to be creation, in order for there to be creation, you have to have Urus merge into Kalim. And that's the general idea, the concept that's explained in Igeras Chof, in Igeras HaKodesh, in chapter 20, in, in the letter 20, where there it says the concept of that God's light is one and God's vessels are one. The Rebbe brings it in this, in this year's, in this year's Basi Lagani, in, uh, in Tavshin Chof Aleph, the, the Rebbe discusses this point also, the concept of that the Kali is higher than the Ur. In any respect, the Ur is merging into Kalim is what allows there to be the ability for a world. So if we understand what worlds are, worlds are basically made up of spheres. Spheres are the, 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 the DNA, so to speak, for, for a lack of an ex- a better words or an example, they're like the DNA that allows the worlds to exist. So just like our physical world, if we want to break down the main components of the physical world, so there's certain particles, the way science discusses that there's certain particles, there's the, what's known as the standard model, there's the particle field, right? So we know there's atoms, but what what brought about atoms? So before atoms is the subatomic world, right? 
And in the subatomic world, there is even a further level. There's the quantum mechanic world. And in the quantum mechanic world, there's certain particles. So the particle field is made up of different forces. So there's generally four forces, right? There's strong force, weak force, electromagnetism, and gravity. They haven't proved, they haven't found the particle of gravity yet, but that's a different story. So what is, what is the basic DNA makeup of the world? There's four primary, at least, I mean, the truth is in the particle field is more than four, there's like eight, eight or more of particles that allow for existence to come about. That's, so to speak, the DNA of the world. Everything in the world has to have it. Every single thing in the world has these things. Likewise, within this, what? Eishmaim Ruch Hanofer, the Rebbe says, is not connected to these forces. Eishmaim Ruch Hanofer is the way it was explained by the early Greek philosophers that the world was made up of Eishmaim Ruch Hanofer, primarily Aristotle, but uh, it's, it's not scientifically true. The Rebbe does try to connect it to the fact that there's a concept called energy and matter and, 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 and oxygen and, and, uh, and, and uh, so energy will be Eish, oxygen will be Ruach, and, and uh, the, 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 the um, um, offer will be matter, and uh, what will be uh, mayim would be, um, uh, would be um, water. In order for the world to exist, you need cer certain things, right? You need light and whatever it is, but it, it, it's not necessarily... According to science, there's 96, 96 um, um, elements that are necessary in order for, for there to be existence. But either way, this is, so to speak, the, 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 the standard model of creation in physical, the physical creation. In the spiritual plane, what's the standard model, so to speak, is the ten spheres. The ten spheres is what gives the ability for there to be a world. It's what allows the world. So every single world is made up of ten spheres. Every single existence has to have the ten spheres because the ten spheres are the way there's going to be the ability for the existence of a world. These ten spheres are composed. What are the ten spheres? What are they made up of? As we said before, Chabad, Chagasnihim. Each one of these spheres is a stage, a process of development of something. So like we once gave the example, when you have a, an idea, you want to build something, you want to create something, so the development of this idea is something which you don't necessarily have fully fleshed out until you actually then take the idea into the world of Bina, and then from Bina you flesh out the idea, the idea is something which you start fully understanding and appreciating it when you fully appreciate it so then you start creating to have a deeper appreciation of it and you connect to it and it becomes Das and through Das you get an emotional attachment which is Chesed, Gura, etc, etc, etc and then the idea actually comes out into fruition which is through Malchus so these are the ten general powers or the ten general faculties that allow for for any idea to come into fruition. So within every cre every world, in Atzilus, Bri, Yitzirah, in every world there has to be this standard model, so to speak, of the ten, the ten spheres. Therefore, within everything of every world is also the ten spheres. That means everything in, every, in all creation also has to have the ten spheres. So the Al-Tarebbe says in chapter 3, what is the Nefesh Lakis made up of? What is the Nefesh Lakis composed of? He's composed of the ten sphere. He has within him the soul. The soul comes from the cosmic energy of creation of the world. Right? Where does the soul come from? We explained in chapter 2, the soul comes from Atzilus. It goes through an evolutionary chain from Atzilus to Bria to Yitzir all the way down. But it starts off in Atzilus. And then it, 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 it attains the ten spheres of Atzilus. And then the ten spheres of Yitzir. Then the ten spheres of Yitzir. Right? Each one has has a further 
more self-conscious element, as we said, and in those, in that w- w- way, the neshama has these ten components, has these ten elements, and these ten elements are a complete copy, so to speak, of the ten standard model, ten forces of chabad chagas nehim, right? So the nevushalakis is comprised of these ten elements, yeah. And then these, this nevushalakis that we're describing, these ten elements are now fused with the body. And that allows for the body to function, just like we said, within the world there has to be a sphere, it has to be Ur Bikeli. So it needs to be a neshama beguf, and when the neshama comes into the guf, so then the faculties of the neshama, the ten faculties of the neshama could then be utilized through the three expressional powers of the soul, which is Machshobah Dibur to actually bring them out into a real conscious way in order for there to be an exist, a, 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 a fusion, the fusion allows there to be some sort of direction and energy and something to exist outside of the neshama. So the neshama is now going to bring about that he's putting on tefillin on a body. He's going to put on, he's going to light candles for Shabbos. There's going to be something that's going to be happening through the ten spheres coming into the three levushim. So now, says the Alter Rebbe, each, so now the neshama we said is made up of five parts. Nefesh, ruach, neshama, chai, yechida. They're made up of five of five parts. Each one of the five parts has also ten in spheres. That means in each one there's ten. So it's not like we just have ten in total. There's really much more than ten. And each one of the ten has ten of each other. Right. So there's a scalo, so there's really a hundred. Each one is a hundred. Right? So that's why you can have the concept of we say in Sphere Soimer, we say Chesed Shebegvura, right? The concept, right? So, so these ideas, so this idea is what the Alter Rebbe says that each one, each level of the Neshama has the ten spheres, and each one relates to the ten spheres based on its level. So when Nefesh, which is primarily instinctive, as we mentioned, so its ten faculties is on a very, so to speak, instinctual level. Its Chochmah is very instinctual type of Chochmah, right? It's not a deep creative Chachmah, like let's say the Neshama's level of Chachmah. The Nefesh level of Chachmah is very instinctual. Yes, let's say we mentioned this idea of personality types, that they're, they're not so highly creative or highly intelligent, right? Their intelligence is worked within its instinct, you know, like almost like animals, that their intelligence, animals have intelligence, but what's their intelligence? Their intelligence is instinct intelligence, right? It's not creative, abstract intelligence. Right? What's the difference? What makes man, so Shleim Melech describes that he wants to say it in the negative, in the, in the, in the pejorative. What makes man greater than, than an animal is nothing. There's merely nothing of a difference. Chassidus takes the expression, What is greater? of man over the animal is ayin, is the state of ayin. What's the state of ayin? The complete level of abstraction. The ability to completely have connection to an abstract idea. And this is something, that's the distinction between a nefesh's type of chokhmah versus a neshama's level of chokhmah. They're both creative, but it's all relative to their level. So now Rebbe says that in the nefesh kiss, which is compri- comprised itself of ten bechinas, and in the ten there's five levels, which each one of them has its own ten, they're connected as They correlate to the ten spheres above. In other words, they're a copy. Where do we get this from? So in the Torah it says that that God created man in His image. 
he created man, original man was created in the image of God. So Chassidus explains, what does it mean he's created in the image of God? Chassidus explains is that that refers to the ten series. What What is man, in which way is man comprised of being in the image of God, just like God has ten, not that God himself is made up of ten, there's the energies of God, that are the, the revelations of God, which come through ten godliness, as we spoke about, come through ten faculties. So, too, those ten faculties are copied and are therefore implemented within the, the neshama. And that's what it means that man was created, with the image of God that they were created. Just to bring out this point a little bit more, we'll finish with this point, personality types, right? Personality types are very much based on these ten spheres also. Each sphere correlates each sphere and each and each 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 Koyach Anishama has within it these levels of 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 Chochma Binadas, Chochma would relate to a personality type that's very creative. Bina would relate to a personality type that's very analytical. Das would relate to a person who's very in tune and charismatic with other people, etc. 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 Right? So that, that is a very real thing. It, it relates to us, but, but this is because these ideas are obviously, so to speak, the way they relate to God in the world of godliness. As al Rebbe is explaining that they originate in the ten spheres that allowed for creation to begin with, as we said in the, begin with, to begin, in the beginning. And in that creation is already planted the DNA of all creation. So the soul, which the Nefesh Ruach Nisham is a creation, so the Nefesh Ruach Neshama being a creation, so the creation of the Nefesh Ruach Neshama, that element of Nefesh Ruach Neshama, the creation of the Nefesh Ruach Neshama, comes from the ten spheres. So so they're created from there to come down into this physical world, that there should be a Neshama now in the physical world, into a body that also now has these ten faculties, these ten, these ten attributes. So that's the beginning of Perik Gimel, that the soul being connected to godliness, being created through godliness. Godliness contains these ten components which are, as we said, is like the, st- the spiritual standard model. It's the DNA of all creation, so then every part of the creation, just like every part of our body has our DNA, so too every part of, of creation has the DNA, so to speak, man was created through that image through these ten spheres. Um, so it's part of the neshama, the personality part is no, so I'm just saying is that you could understand, we could understand that the concept, you could understand that the concept of personalities do relate to this, but not necessarily the neshama itself is the personality. In other words, right, right, correct, not in the person's neshama, right, correct. I'm talking about, not a right, 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 I should clarify. I'm saying is, in a person's personality, you could also see these ten levels of Chachamidas, but not that necessarily, right, not that the Neshama, that, 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 that your personality is that way. It does say, let's say, Beishamai is more connected to, 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 to Gvura, and Beisil is more connected to Chesed. That, that, that so that means their, their Neshama, what made them, what was more conscious by them, was through the Levush, their Levushim expressed more consciously Chesed versus Gvura. And that affected the personality. That's why the disposition in halacha, psak halacha, because as we mentioned, psak halacha, when you come to a conclusion, conclusions are never rational. Conclusions are always emotional. You could logic always has one and its opposite. So to make a conclusion, it's 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 emotional. So by Beishamai, the conclusion was more strict because his personality was 
gvura. That means his nisham expressed more gvura. Again, these are the expression, the consciousness of Machshav the Ramais is the expression. So it expressed more gvura versus Beis Hillel expressed more chesed. So that expression is not rooted in the neshama has everything but then through having a deeper what the connection to which part of your neshama is more conscious by you as Altareb explains certain people then certain aspects of the neshama are more expressive or so more conscious yeah that's that's what's mashma okay we'll stop here all right